and welcome to the Lighten Up Podcast with Lauren Polly. Your invitation for living on the lighter side of life. I am Lauren Polly, and I am delighted you have chosen to join me today for episode 240, Meeting People Where They Are. Today, I want to talk about not just communication, verbal expression, being able to be in the moment with somebody, but really not losing yourself, your integrity, and what you want to be able to express or how you want to be able to connect with that person. Uh, Those of you who know me well know that my background is as a speech language pathologist. I've been working with communication disorders for over 18 years now in the hospital setting. It's always been a fascination of mine, even from a young age, about why, 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 why we go into an interaction with somebody and our words get twisted and our message doesn't land and someone takes offense when we didn't mean to give offense. It's just been an interesting thing with eyes wide open walking around the world and being like, wow, we all just kind of bump and rub up against each other in sometimes pretty uncomfortable ways. And of course, the aftermath of not only relationship breakdowns, which can happen, but when our heads start to get super busy with, wow, I should have said that. Wow, I really kind of misspoke there. And there's this kind of thing where it wants to carry forward. We have a really hard time kind of dumping that and moving forward with a clean slate. There's a lot of judgment that comes up. And then if that happens enough, you may notice yourself in this situation. If that happens enough, how often do you start to pre- plan conversations in your head. Well, if they say this, I'm going to say that. And it's interesting, we do that when there's a more heated or important discussion that we have on the horizon. But if it happens a lot, we can actually have that just in normal social communications. We kind of anticipate there's going to be some sort of misunderstanding or breakdown. So I've been really looking at this a lot. And for me, especially where I am these days in this kind of stage of experimenting, we'll call it with myself, my energy, my ability to kind of be present with people, and also what I'm expressing into the world constantly. Uh, every time we engage with somebody, it is an expression of ourself. It is a building block of our living, our day-to-day interactions, and kind of the broader picture as a whole. So for me, I've really been looking at coming at things with an open heart, coming at people, even if there's a disagreement, even if I do not understand where they are coming from, which happens quite frequently. I'm not quite sure what's what's going on in this person's mind, but coming at it with an open heart, meaning that I haven't prejudged. I haven't already concluded where the conversation is going. I haven't already pinpointed that person as being wrong and myself as right. And I also haven't like flipped so much to the future where I've kind of already had the whole engagement in my head already. Some of us do that where, again, we pre-plan because we're anticipating a breakdown or we've had history show us that there's going to be a breakdown. And before you know it, there's no spontaneity. There's nothing that's really open. There's no place to really grow and explore because you already had the whole thing mapped out in your head. That is the opposite of being open. It's the opposite of having an open heart and an open mind and just an open energy to see where it leads. And just look for yourself how many of your relationships are run this way right now, 
where, again, we have pre-concluded what they are and what the future holds. And we have prejudged the person in the other seat, which does not give them any chance to not only grow as an individual and change, but also just to be multifaceted. Maybe they're a little different in this moment in time. Maybe there's a different energy they want to express and we're not doing them or ourselves any favors by not allowing that space to be there. So I have been really practicing this and it's interesting what I've noticed just changing, especially in the heated conversations I have at work. I run a hospital department, so I deal with a lot of the patient complaints and a lot of heated discussions about not just a minor thing, but typically about people's health care or their child's health care. So for me, it's been a fascinating practice of, again, noticing the jitters coming up, kind of having enough information before I get on the phone call where, ah, I'm prejudging the person. Oh, I've pre-concluded where this is going to go. Um, and kind of feeling my body's reaction to it, right? You start sweating, your blood pressure goes up, your heart rate increases. Instead of going there, I've really been adding more space. And what I mean by that is taking a breath before I get going, allowing myself to talk at a slower rate. I physically sit my body back in my chair, either on the phone or in person. That works really well. And allowing myself to mute my um, mute my phone as needed, just to take a breather. I wish I could do that when I was in person with people. <laughs> I haven't figured that out yet. But it's been fascinating just with experimenting with that, being able to just take a breather, take a point at, to be calmer, not get myself riled up, and to open myself up for the possibilities that may come. It's been shocking to me how well these conversations have been going. Being able to have that space and have an open heart where I'm not trying to defend myself, I'm not trying to fight with the other person, but actually see things from their side. And a big hiccup I've noticed with a lot of people I've worked with on this is we tend to go so much into trying to see things from their side that we kind of make ourselves wrong. We go into self-judgment. We're trying so much to find the empathy for them that the power balance goes in the opposite direction. So instead of you prejudging and concluding that you're like the best person and you're in the right and they're in the wrong, we almost do the opposite where we're trying to defend ourselves to a point where it's kind of like we think we're wrong already. Look to see where you tend to lean. And my hunch is you probably lean different ways with different people in your life and in different situations. You may roll over and be the doormat with someone specific in your life. That may be your interaction pattern. And other times you may actually be the opposite where you are the one who's bulldozing over them. So it's been a fascinating journey looking at, for my work stuff, typically I am the one who's bulldozing. <laughs> I will freely admit that. Uh, so being able to take that space and not go into defense and really allowing that empathy to come through has been a really, really helpful tip for myself. Uh, in the opposite realm of it, going where I go too much into my empathy uh, and also too much into my trying to understand the other person. 
I, for a long time, being someone who's very sensitive and very empathetic and also having my mental health history where I do have anxious thoughts and uh, depression kind of mixed in here and there, it was a tripping point, I guess I would call it, or a trigger where I did not understand why the other person was acting the way they did. I could not understand why they were treating me as such. And so what I did for a really long time is I tried to make sense of the other person to the point where I kind of took responsibility for their part in the interaction, which is just an insane place to live from. Being someone who is empathetic, you are probably going to lean that way where perhaps you're trying to understand the other person so much that you have crossed over into trying to be responsible for their actions. And what I've learned on this path as I'm like pushing towards more empathy in some situations and pulling my empathy back in other situations and looking at this kind of like future flipping where I'm prejudging and pre-concluding so there's no space for fun, yikes, and exploration, it's really allowed me to go, it's a fascinating thing when we push past that point where we really need that dance. We need to know where to push and where to pull back so that we're not going into this thing where we're responsible for the other person. You can never control them. Communication, interaction, relationship, intimacy is a two-way street. And there are people that you're going to engage with on all different levels, whether that's a long-term relationship partner, someone in your family maybe that's been there since you were itty-bitty, someone that you've really dug in with in terms of friendship, or people that you have to work with, people that you have to interact one time with. It's a fascinating thing to start looking at how you interact with them. And if you can't control the other person, the only thing you really do have control over is how you show up in yourself. Are you clear with what you want to express? Are you clear on when you push into empathy so much that you're really giving yourself up for the other person and matching their emotions and not expressing yours at all? Or are you pulling back in the empathy so much that you've already, you know, prejudged that person and you're going into defense and bulldozing? There is a dance with that. And more than anything, what I've learned is that there's an integrity part to how I want to show up. And for me, looking at every interaction I have as an expression of my energy and me in the world... I don't want to let those possibilities, those little things where it's like, oh, it's just a conversation, it's just one of my relationships, be out of integrity with who I am. Being able to show up and express myself clearly and not take responsibility for the other person, but take responsibility for myself. When I've had the biggest communication breakdowns and the biggest, oh my goodnesses, in relationships over the past couple of years, it's not the other person's actions that have stuck with me. It is where I matched their energy and matched their emotions and came out of integrity with myself. That's what sticks me more than anything. 
And it's so interesting to see where you want to blame the other person and not be able to meet them where they are while still being you and not over empathizing or under empathizing without going into that integrity issue. So I know this conversation has kind of gone here, there, and everywhere, but as bullet points and things to maybe look at moving forward, watch the dance of interactions. Watch that dance of when you have these communications with your loved ones, with people around your your work environment. Look for the hot moments that are coming up. Where are you prejudging? Where are you pre-concluding? Where have you already flipped to the future and have the script played out? And how does your body feel? Are you tight? Are you tense? Are you not present to such a degree that you can't even see the other person anymore? If that's the case, I want you to have a little bit more presence, have a little bit more of a beat of relaxation. Again, sit your body posture back. Take a breath before you respond and have a sense of curiosity when you show up. That'll help when you're going into those defensive hot situations or those autopilot ones where we're not even present at all. And if you're flipping in other parts of your relationships or with other people into that over empathizing where you are trying to figure them out, you're taking responsibility for how they're showing up in the interaction. If you're having a little bit more of that constant mind chatter of trying to be like, how do I approach that person? Well, if I say it this way, well, if I say it that way, you're probably trying to tiptoe around them to be able to not upset the balance. Well, that's very dishonoring for yourself. You have gone into over empathy. Your work at this point is to actually pull that back and find not a strong barrier where you go behind a wall, but a strong enough place where you can plant your feet, you can take a breath, and you can actually express yourself clearly. I'm not going to match your emotions because that's out of integrity with me. And I'm not going to match where this conversation is going because that's not even what I want to express. That's following your lead. There is a constant movement and a constant dance with this. And I just invite you to explore. If you opened your heart, if you opened your mind, if you allowed yourself to actually be in the moment with a sense of curiosity and wonder and took some delight in connecting with the people in your life and letting it evolve from there, what would be different? How could you meet them where they are while meeting yourself where you are as well? This is a hot topic. Enjoy playing with it. I um, I love talking about this. If it's bringing things up with you, go ahead and reach out to me at Lauren Polly, Lauren at laurenpolly.com. Let me know how this episode lands. And if there's more clarification y'all need to really help this move through your life, I'm happy to have more podcasts on the topic. As I said, it's an experiment that I've been living for my entire life. It's what I do at the hospital as a speech pathologist all the time. And in my coaching business with mental health, this has a huge impact on anxiety, on depression, on being present and not getting lost in your internal landscape, which can sometimes be so much harsher than the outside world. There's a lot of ramifications for how we're showing up and interacting with people. Two important questions to ask, I always remind myself before I open my mouth. Is it necessary and is it kind? Play with that as you move forward. 
Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I will chat with you soon.